1: And And this this is DBT and Me. Hey,
0: everybody. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) There's Kate. Um, So, yeah, we're following up on last week's episode about mindfulness where we talked about what skills. um, Just as a very, very brief review, the what skills are observing, describing, and participating. And they're called the what skills because that is what you do, <laughs> to practice mindfulness. But today it's really important that we get into what DBT calls the how skills of practicing mindfulness because Kate really touched on this pretty nicely last episode that it's not enough to just observe, describe, or participate in what's going on around us, I guess you could say. Or internally. Or internally, yeah. You can focus externally, internally. Um, but it's also really important to do this in a specific way way. I guess I guess is how you could put it. Um so how you practice mindfulness is just as important if in some ways if not more important than what you're doing to be mindful. I hope that's making sense so I think far. So. Okay, cool. So yeah, so we're gonna get into the three different how skills today, which are non-judgmentally, one mindfully, and effectively. So all big tongue twister (laughs) words, and Kate's gonna start us
1: off with talking about what it means to be non-judgmental. My favorite. Your favorite. My favorite, in large part because we all suck at this. Um, So that's, let me just put that out there. Um, Most of us walking around in our day-to-day life are not doing things. This way, um, so start off with a big pile of forgiveness for yourself um, for the fact that you're going to be like, I'm sorry. You want me to do what now? Um, because that's everybody's yeah, pretty much <laughs> initial response to non-judgmentally, but um, pretty much. I don't know, uh, we'll go more in depth, but it's exactly what it sounds like, right? When you are trying to be mindful as you are, you know, observing and describing things, you really want to be doing it as non-judgmentally as possible, right? You don't want to be evaluating something as good or bad, um, you know, if you think about something, you know, I don't know, that wall is orange, not that wall is hideous, right? <laughs> There's, <laughs> that absolutely says nothing about my opinion of the color orange, um, Actually, it does kind I of. I was but. about to say, <laughs> but that's a good example of that. Right? So, right, it's to say you, you might evaluate in your own time and place that that orange wall is hideous, um, but that's not how you want to be going about it when you're being mindful, right? You really want to be sticking to the facts rather than to opinions. Um, it's, I guess I should say that being judgmental has its place um we consistently have to evaluate our environment for whether it's safe or not whether you know some human being that we're interacting with is safe or not or someone we want to spend more time around right there's there is a place and a time for being judgmental um as much of a giant pile of baggage that word has accumulated over the years right anytime you're being judgmental be like oh it's so judgmental you know uh, that it's inherently bad mm-hmm. but if you couldn't judge anything You'd be dead. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Like, it is actually a life or death skill as well as one for just, you know, making your life more pleasant. If you didn't evaluate people based on, you know, whether they, you know, fit your values or whether or not, you know, you found them enjoyable, right? You wouldn't be able to cultivate your friends group. You wouldn't be able to, you know, make choices about what you wanted for dinner. I mean, there's all sorts of things that judgment um, does for us. Um, which I know it's funny that I'm selling being judgmental when I'm talking about being non judgmental. But the point is, it has a time and place, and mindfulness isn't it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell
0: me your thoughts on this, Kate. I feel like when DBT is talking about being non judgmental, part of that is because when we judge something, we can sometimes get attached to it, if that makes sense. like, And a big part of mindfulness is not holding on to. And not pushing tidy, away. And not pushing away. Yep. Like, just letting things be what, they're, what they are. And when we're judging something, whether it's judging, oh, that orange wall is, like, <laughs> this gorgeous <laughs> shade of orange or, like, whatever it is. Like, you yeah. know, that that orange wall is just beautiful. Or whether it's hideous. Um, there's attachment that can come with that. Or, like you just said, Kate, pushing away as well, and mindfulness is really about kind of letting everything just be what it is. Yes. Without clinging to or pushing away the experience that we're having currently, and when we're judging we tend to want to either cling
1: to yeah, or push away. Exactly. That's. Yeah. I, I think that's a lot of what I was talking about when I was defining where judgment has a place, is that that's yeah. exactly what it does, right? Yep. It helps us decide whether we want to pull something closer or push it further away. Yep. Um, and as we were talking about with the observe last week, right, the idea is to just let, there be what there is, mm-hmm. um, without trying to cling to anything or push it away, mm-hmm. right? So we don't want to go, ew, I'm feeling sad. <laughs> sad sucks. I'm not going to pay attention to that, right? Or, you know, ooh, I'm happy. I don't want to look any further than that. <laughs> yeah. I just
0: want to stay
1: happy right here. Happy is good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's a really great point, um, that judgment inherently involves an amount of pulling or pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's a thing. Um, I will say that one of the other things is because we are so accustomed to being constantly judgmental, um, you know, despite what people think of that word, we are pretty much always evaluating our environment in a judgmental fashion. Um, it's hard to stop. Yes. It's really hard to stop. So... Um, one trap that a lot of people get into with starting to practice mindfulness and trying to be non-judgmental is that they will notice that they were being judgmental and then they will judge themselves for being judgmental don't Um, don't judge your (laughs) judging your judging is going to come up it's going to it's it's a hard habit to break right so when you notice yourself judging just go oh I was judging again and just let go of it right and try and come back to oh all right not a hideous wall an orange wall (laughs) (laughs) Right, just sort of course correct back to the non judgmental stance that you're aiming for, um, and keep going along that path as long as you can while recognizing that almost certainly the longer you're trying to hang out in mindfulness, the more likely you are to accidentally slip back into being judgmental. And you know, it's just another opportunity to notice. Um, to accept that we are flawed and we'll make mistakes during this process incessantly. Uh, and so then go back to what we're aiming for. Um, just taking a look at some of the handouts that we use for this, trying to see if I'm missing anything. I think that's, that's most of the concept is to accept, to not push or pull anything, um, Don't evaluate something, even as, you know, good, bad, safe, ugly, whatever, even if you might afterwards, right? If you've been really mindful of something and have been, you know, good and non, you know, non-judgmental for as much as you can be, once you're done being mindful, then you have the opportunity, right, to Mm -hmm. put on the necessary judgments. I think one of the other things that this can do is show you how much unnecessary judging you do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like we were talking about, there's a time and a place. Sometimes it is actually necessary, and sometimes... Yeah, <laughs> We're going a bit over the top. Yep. And even if it's
0: one of those things where, again, because, you know, I think you pointed out really nicely that we we have to judge in order to survive and we do far more judging than we realize in our lives. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where, it, you know, it's not always necessarily that the goal is, I think, to have no judgments because that's a really high bar. But the part of this, too, is just having it be – that you're not letting your judgments drive the bus, so to speak. You're mm-hmm. not letting them call the shots. Um, you can recognize them and decide if you want to let them, you know, take over, or if you're able to catch them and then be like, oh, and how can I be more judge- non judgmental here?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of that is just that concept of catching, mm-hmm. right? By striving to not to be just. La- la- I can speak English sentences. Uh, by attempting to be non judgmental, we will notice how much. When we're judging. Yeah, you know, when <laughs> we're being judgmental, which is just a good step, right? To be more aware of it, we can tone it down or tone it up, you know, whatever's more, you know, important in the moment. Um, but it gives us a freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my wrap up for non judgmentally. Yeah, sure. All right.
0: So, getting into the second house skill, uh which is one mindfully. Yeah, it's really a toss-up. I feel like between which of these is harder for me, um as I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before that where I don't know, I think I was talking about how I tend to be a little bit of a type A personality. I can't. <laughs> wish you guys could see Kate. She's like (laughs) nodding her head with her eyes wide. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And so really one mindfully is about doing one thing at a time, which for some people might be easier than for other people. But for me, it's hard to do sometimes. It's hard for me to slow down and fully be present and just focusing on the thing that's right in front of me without thinking about, like, the other ten things <laughs> that are to come on my to-do list or what's happening later that evening or the next day or whatever it is. It's really hard for me to just do one thing at a time.
1: I think especially things that don't occupy the whole of our brain. Mm, that's a good point. Right? Like, so, I don't know, washing dishes or, you know, showering or other stuff that maybe our you know, our body is utilized. We can't be doing <laughs> (laughs) second thing at the same time but our mind is not with the activity that we're participating in Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that is one of the bigger struggles is can you keep your mind on something that doesn't inherently occupy it wholly
0: yeah that is the struggle because there's a lot of things that we do in our lives that if we've been doing them long enough they don't take much (laughs) if any mental effort anymore like we're not thinking while we're brushing our teeth about actually brushing our teeth. We're just doing it automatically because we've done it for so many years. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so to actually really be present with the thing that we're doing can be quite a challenge because you pointed it out really nicely, Kate, that like there's so much empty leftover brain space that can be occupied with us focusing on so many other things rather than the actual task at hand and what we're doing in the moment. So... This feels like an appropriate time. We did touch on this last week a little bit with mindfulness stuff, but we don't expect (laughs) you to have like a 100% success rate with this. Um, Because, again, there is a very adaptive purpose to our brains being able to think about multiple things at once and to juggle a lot of information Um, that serves a purpose. And also, it's one of those things that it can lead to us, I guess – leading like kind of a, I don't know, like sort of a robotic life where like you've gone through your day Uh. and you're like, what did I even do? Like, what did I even do? Because the whole time we weren't actually paying attention to what was happening in the moment. Um, I know I have those moments a lot where I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't remember what happened here because I wasn't actually paying attention to the thing I was doing.
1: On the other hand, I think we also have to fight some people's internal response of like, but if I'm not thinking about, you know, I don't know what I'm going to get done today or what's on the Mm -hmm. grocery list or what's for dinner tonight, or whatever, that somehow the time is wasted.
0: Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like
1: if we're only washing the dishes when we're washing the dishes, well, that's time we could have been being mentally productive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there's always a sense of like, go, 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 do, Mm -hmm. do, do. Fit as much in one minute as possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right and and that's why I think like acting in a one mindfully type of way is not something that our society does here no. in the states. Like we, we just don't do that because we are trying to pack in as much as we can and we have structure and timelines and all of this stuff and so um, basically, I mean, the very simple way that DBT talks about doing mindfulness one mindfully is like when you're eating, eat. When you're walking, walk. <laughs> when you are planning, plan. It even says like when you're worrying, worry. Like just try to be with one thing at a time and just see how it feels. And again, we don't expect you to do this 100% of your waking hours because <laughs> that would be way too high of a standard. But, you know, if you are really catching yourself having a day when you are just feeling distracted and, like, your mind is just all over the scattered, place. Yeah. yeah. feeling feeling scattered and you're just really wanting to get centered and grounded. Really trying to just focus on what is happening right then. Like, I challenge you to, like, sit and just sit because we, we don't hardly ever do that it yeah. feels very foreign uncomfortable it's easy to have like a feeling of restlessness come up around that or I think you talked about it pretty nicely too of just kind of like almost this guilt tripping idea yeah, of like yeah. I could I could be doing more I should be doing more yeah, Which my favorite Kate, word Kate hates the word should <laughs> um but it's, it's one of those things where, like, we don't just do one thing at a time hardly ever. And if you can do one thing at a time and truly focus on it, I mean, five minutes would be spectacular. Like, yeah, stellar. It, you know, if you can just do that, just see how it feels. And if you have activities that feel like when you're doing them – they do take up a lot of your brain space, I guess you could say, or it's easy for you to do one mindfully. I mean, build those into your life more if you can because your brain is in a mindful state when you're doing those things if you're truly focusing on just that thing in the moment, which is, yeah, fantastic.
1: I had a couple of thoughts. One was I think that another good time to really tune into maybe a need for this is if you realize that no matter how much – like physical things you're actually doing in a day, all of your days feel too full. Like at the end of the day you're like, "Oh my god, it was somehow so busy even though I did so little." Oh, That's because your brain was doing 8 million things all day. I feel that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> even on like my slow days, I feel like every day is just jam-packed, cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, you need yeah. to be more one mindful. I need to practice
1: my one mindfulness. Um, I do. Oh, gosh. There was a second thing, and it's a thing you normally say, and I was going to remind you of it. Oh. (laughs) Is it coming back to you? Not yet. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give
0: you a moment to think of it. I hate that
1: when that happens. (laughs) Well, maybe. Well, did you have any other thoughts for your one mindfully? No, I think that was
0: about it. You know, just recognizing that we live in a society that makes this really challenging, and yet we still can make a choice. So, yes. I remember of
1: it? I okay, did. not do it. Flow. Oh, yes, being in flow. You normally mention that as yes. part of One Mindfully is that a flow state is like a perfect One Mindfully experience. Mm-hmm. So, if you have activities, because as you said, do activities that make you do this. I'm like, aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If you know places where you get into flow, Like mm-hmm. I don't know, double thumbs up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, because I... Yeah, I don't think we did mention flow yet in our conversation last week about mindfulness, but just like a very brief overview of what that is. When you're in a state of flow, you're kind of losing track of time. You're not concerned with the passing of time. Um, and, yeah, you're fully focused on the activity that you're doing. And you're probably pa- – we're about to get into talking about effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably doing whatever the task or activity is in a pretty effective Manner, So things just feel like it's coming easily to you, falling into place. Um, One of the examples that I get for myself where, like, I personally feel flow is doing puzzles. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really funny that you bring this up because I have not done a puzzle in a (laughs) long time. I just, I haven't been. I've been spending too much time, like, trying to catch up on my TV shows. But yesterday I started a puzzle. And it felt really Good, yeah. um, because when I do puzzles, I'm just so focused on it that, yeah, I feel in this state of flow where mm-hmm. that's the only thing that matters to me in that moment is just trying to figure out the pieces and fit yeah. it
1: together. you're just so. in it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you are wholly present. Yes, exactly. It's a lovely feeling. Yeah. When you can do it.
0: Yep, I would say so.
1: Alright, are we on to Effectively? Yeah, let's go on to it. We try and alternate who does what on the podcast, and I was like, I love non-judgmentally, let's do it! And I was like, oh, that sticks with Effectively, which is my least favorite! But, um, (laughs) uh, hopefully by now you've noticed, I try and be fairly transparent about my opinions of the various parts of the DPT stuff. Not that it's not useful, I just feel like it's its own thing, somehow, separately a little bit from mindfulness, which is why I get a little weird about it. Um, but... We are DBT teachers, and we will teach DBT.
0: Well, and we do talk about, you know, I, I'm sure we'll talk about this more and more as the podcast goes on. Like, we call it DBT and Meet, because your experience with DBT might be different than my experience mm-hmm. with DBT, which is going to be different than your experience with <laughs> DBT. Like, everybody gets to pick and choose what works for them out of these skills, mm-hmm. and there are some that are going to really resonate with you, and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, that skill. I've been I waiting forever for that. that skill. <laughs> and then there's going to be other skills where you're like, okay, that's all right, but. But that's like, a thing. That doesn't really hit for me. And, like, non judgmentally <laughs> hits for you, yes. but effectively does, does not. That. Like, that's
1: okay. <laughs> that happened. No, okay. So, effectively, um, I like, I don't know, I really like the names for all of these skills, but on the other hand, I always feel like, yes, what it says. Um, because all of the names are, I don't know, exactly what it's saying. So, realistically, I don't know, what's a good anecdote for this? How. I think fairly often we let our desires or our emotions so dictate our behaviors that we get off the path of our own goals or go and get off the path of like effectively achieving. Either our goals or just what needs to be happening in the situation. Um, and I really think the core idea of effectively is to be, right, all, to rehash all of the what and how skills so far, right? We're observing, describing, and participating in a non-judgmental and one-mindfully fashion, which really keeps us on course, right? It lets us be effective. We can sort of sift through what's there. We can be like, all right, this is the feeling I'm having right now. This is the task at hand. If I really delve into this feeling right now, I'm not going to accomplish the task at hand. So I can, you know, acknowledge that feeling. I don't have to judge it. I don't have to push it away or, you know, pull it closer. But I can also, to an extent, after acknowledging it, set it to the side and now act in the way that is going to accomplish the task at hand. Um, it doesn't mean shutting down the emotion per se, it doesn't mean, you know, judging it or saying that it's bad or useless or horrible or awful, right, we're we're still working on being not judgmentally, but it does mean not being willful, right? Not, which we'll get into, (laughs) another skill another day, but right? Not going, well, I'm gonna do this the way I want even though I know it doesn't work as well. Or I'm going to just sit here and sulk even though I know if I participated in the party around me, I would cheer up and have a better time, right? So effectively is about using, I think the other five what and how skills to come to a place where you can engage in your environment or engage in your goals. Uh, in a way that that makes sense and moves you forward, right? Mm -hmm. Moves you towards what you're attempting to do. What do you think, Michelle? Does that seem like a good summary? Yeah, I would agree with that. I
0: mean, I feel like if you look at it as like (laughs) non-judgmentally plus one-mindfully equals effectively, honestly. like okay. Yeah, like you said it really well. If you are observing, describing, and participating in a non-judgmental, one-mindful way – you're likely being pretty effective. Um, I think one mindfully especially applies to this because, again, when we're multitasking, (laughs) we're we're not being very effective.
1: like not efficient. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: they've done tons of studies on this actually that show that, like, if you are one mindful, like, you are more efficient and you get things done, (laughs) like, quicker than if you are dividing your attention and multitasking and that sort of a thing. So... Yeah, I mean, I I think you're hitting the nail on the head. Effectively, I view as, like, it's not doing too much, but it's not doing too little either. Mm -hmm. It's kind of finding the right balance of, like, just what is needed. like
1: like wise mind. Like
0: wise mind. Hey. Yeah. Um, I think in a way it's one of those things where when you brought up willful, it made me think of this a little bit. Um, is because, I don't know, I think of teenagers as being willful. This will make sense when we talk (laughs) about this skill down the line, I promise. You will understand um, what we mean when we say willful. Teenagers, toddlers. Toddlers, absolutely. Like, you know, digging their heels. I don't want to do blah, 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 blah. And then it's kind of one of those things where if you are in a wise mind place, you can recognize, oh, or if I do this thing, Now, even if I don't wanna, Mm -hmm. like, that's more effective. Or this moves me forward rather than digging in
1: my heels. Which just means I'm gonna be doing the thing I don't want to for longer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like it is about making like wise mind decisions about things. If you're in your wise mind, I like that better. I haven't
1: thought about it that way really before, Mm -hmm. and that makes me dislike it less. Yay! I like it as the idea of being more wise, mindfully. There you go. I'm making up words. Well,
0: wise mind is a mindfulness
1: skill. It is right. They all they all interlock, interlace. They really do, and
0: I think that's why when we get to effectively, which is like the last of the six, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, well, what else can we really
1: say that we? haven't Yeah, if you're doing these things, like you said, you probably are being effective. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it just says, you know, be mindful of your goals in the situation and do what is necessary to achieve them. Focus on on what works and playing by the rules, which I don't know how I feel about the playing by the rules one, but we could probably do a whole other... I could go off. No tangents, Kate. Um, But yeah, just being being effective, being present, um, I think it all dovetails in together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say so.
0: Um... So yeah, for homework this week, we were, I don't know, we were like, what kind of homework can we give? Because these (laughs) these are big things to change and to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're leaving it pretty open for you guys. Um again the one that resonates most for Kate and the one that resonates most for me (laughs) like it's non-judgmental for you and it's one mindful for me um and so those are the two that we encourage you guys to maybe pick the one that as we were talking about it you really notice like oh that that fits for me that's something more of a struggle for me (laughs) yeah that's more of a struggle for me that's where my work is is with that one and just work the to increase your awareness you know as we put it earlier catch yourself
1: Mm -hmm.
0: notice when you happen to be judging something as either positive or negative and how it changes your experience if you become more factual around what's going on if one mindfully is a struggle for you try it even if it's just briefly um, for a couple minutes to just do one at a time, whatever it is in that moment, just try it. So um, set a bar, I guess you could say, for yourself that feels doable. Don't feel like you have to push yourself too hard or do too much with this, but just start to notice how it feels if you shift your thinking to be a little more mindful in one of those domains. And as per usual, if you have questions about skills or you want to tell us about a personal situation going on in your life and get our take on it, you can email us at dbtandmepodcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, we want to hear from you guys how all this stuff is going so far now that we're a few episodes in.
1: So. Yes. Email us. Email us. <laughs> yeah, cool. All, all right. right. I think on to closing moment. On to closing moment. Let's nice. do it. Okay. Uh, today's going to be a little bit shorter maybe. I guess I can't remember how long all the other ones were, so I shouldn't make that claim. <laughs> oh, and then I said shouldn't. All right. Calm down, Kate. Don't shit on yourself. I know, no shitting on myself. It's rude. All right, so uh, if you're able to do so, wherever you are, settle into a comfortable position. um, Sitting if you're able to do so. And similarly, if you can, I invite you to close your eyes. To start with, just notice your breathing. You don't have to breathe any more slowly or any more deeply than you are naturally. It's just about becoming aware, about focusing our attention on our breath and letting it welcome us into our bodies and into the moment. And now I'd like you to bring to mind a situation that you're struggling with right now. Maybe even something that you are beating yourself up over. Bring that situation into your mind. Notice the emotions and any bodily sensations that come with thinking about it. And now while holding that situation in your mind, I'd like you to repeat these phrases to yourself internally. This is a moment of suffering. Everyone feels this way from time to time. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion that I need. now before repeating those again, I'd invite you to put your hand on your chest over your heart. And really start to soak in and feel that sense of self compassion emanating from you and to you. As you say again, this is a moment of suffering. Everyone feels this way from time to time. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I offer myself the compassion that I need. And one more time, may I be kind to myself in this moment. May I offer myself the compassion that I need. take a moment to soak that in, to really embrace that compassion and that understanding that pain and suffering is universal and something everyone can understand. Now after a moment when you feel ready, I'd invite you to take two or three slow deep breaths while simultaneously letting go of that situation that you brought to mind. Allow your deep breaths to kind of cleanse that thought and feeling from you. As you inhale and exhale deeply and slowly. At the end of your breaths, you might start rolling your head on your shoulders, rolling your ankles or wrists, Stretching whatever way feels good or comfortable. Just welcoming yourself back into your body and slowly back into the room before opening up your eyes. Have a good day, everybody.
0: We'll see you next week. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.